Welcome to the Live to Shoot Podcast. My name is Jeff Dowell, and I have been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 14 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, or any story that might be going on in today's politics, or something going on in my personal life, or you know, just any story related to sports, or anything like that. So welcome, 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 and I am hoping you are having a great Easter weekend. This is a, the joyous weekend of Easter, and I just pray that uh, you enjoy it, you're, you get together in family, and we just rejoice in what this uh, what this weekend and what tomorrow means. This is Saturday that according to this, so tomorrow is is uh, Resurrection Sunday, and we will just be celebrating the, the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ tomorrow. But today, I want to talk about the new rule that the Biden administration is releasing on ghost guns, quote-unquote ghost guns. And we knew this rule was coming out. It's been in the process for a long time. And this week, they issued a statement that the ATF would finally be publishing the final rule. And just some tidbits about what the rule was going to consist of. There are things in there that we expected, but there are a few things in there that I didn't expect or had not heard them discussing or didn't think they would go that far. And it's, it, those things are actually far more far-reaching than what they're trying to do with, with ghost guns. So I'm just going to read from uh, what the press briefing that they the White House released, uh, some directly from it, and make some comments about what they what they actually say. So this is from the briefing that you can go to whitehouse.gov on there. I'll put this link in the show notes. First off, it says this final rule bans the business of manufacturing the most accessible ghost guns, such as unserialized buy-build shoot kits that individuals can buy online or to store without background check and can readily assemble into a working farm in as little as 30 minutes with equipment they have at home. The rule clarifies that these kits qualify as firearms. So first, the, the unserialized kits that can be assembled in under 30 minutes, but they don't really tell you what a Again, it is still very vague. What is a kit? You know, what if we make it, you know, the rule was it was 80%. Well, what if now it's 79%? Uh, does that, you know, is that no longer qualified? Are you still going to be at risk of, of violating federal law? But, and in, in as little as 30 minutes. So where did that arbitrary number come from? You know, they, when they were first publishing it, they said readily assembled. Well, what was readily assembled mean? Um, and the motorcycles are back out on my street. So just bear with me on that. But then the key thing here, this rule, and I'm, it's not in the writing, but I'm going to put in air quotes, clarifies that these kits qualify as quote unquote firearms. The definition of firearms was put into code by Congress in the Gun Control Act, and the only people can, that can change the definition of firearms is the people that created it, and that is Congress. But what the ATF says they're doing is they're just clarifying it. They, what they really meant was that these kits are firearms, while there was no mention of them at all when they originally wrote the law. It also says the final rule will also help turn ghost guns already in circulation into serialized firearms. Hmm. So you own a, a farm that you made that's not serialized and it's quote unquote a ghost gun because they're, they're using these, a ghost gun is basically a homemade firearm. It doesn't matter if you bought it from a kit online or you, you created the parts yourself. 
it, they've now they're really they're using it to they're using it to mean a lot of different things. But essentially, what they're saying is, if you make a firearm, that's a quote unquote ghost gun, and you may or may not be committing a, a crime. They don't really say that it's illegal, but they're basically saying that if all of a sudden it shows up in public, now it's illegal. So. Are you going to be, are we now all going to be felons if you own your homemade firearm? And there's nothing in the world, no law has ever been made that says you cannot make your own farms. Even today, we can still make our own farms. But they're still saying that if you do make them, that firearm may be illegal. But what then they say is if it makes its way out into public and a FFL dealer gets their hands on it, now I have to serialize it. I'm not a manufacturer. I don't have a manufacturing license, okay? I really am in no position to serialize it. So now am I, by de facto, given a manufacturer's license and I can go manufacture under my my FFL license? Kind of seems like they're telling me there, but again, they don't don't really uh, specify. So, but then in this, they have another heading, additional executive action to reduce gun violence. It's all about the gun violence. We really know that it's just, you know, it's gun violence. It's just out of control. So we've got to do something. Today's final rule includes two additional actions to make our commitment, com- to make our community safer. First, the final rule ensures that, because this is, you know, this is going to make everything much safer. But get this, this is great. Um, this the first the final rule ensures that firearms with split receivers are subject to regulations requiring seal numbers and background checks when purchased from a licensed uh, dealer. Decades ago, ATF issued a regulation defining the frame and receiver of a firearm as the part that is regulated and controlling it. But some courts have received recently. I skipped through some things. They've seen them. You know, they've seen them. How do they say we have seen them increasing popularity of firearms using split or multi-part receivers that house key components to multiple firing structures. So an AR is a split receiver. There's an upper receiver and a lower receiver, and they always the lower receiver is always what's been serialized. And based on the what the how the the law, technically that lower receiver is not does not meet the, the, the qualifications for a gun. And they're saying in here, you know, some courts caught us. Some courts have reasonably interpreted a decades-old regulation text in a way that broadly applied could mean that as many as 90% of farms in the, in the U.S. today are not farms. They don't have a frame or receiver that we can regulate. No, we can't. We can't do anything about it. So what are we going to do? We're going to update the definition of frame and receiver to ensure that firearms using split or multi-part receivers continue to be covered as common-sense gun laws. So now, what this is saying is that the upper receiver of a AR is now needs to be serialized and is now a firearm. Now, does that mean that an AR has its two firearms? And so if I, as a dealer, transfer an AR, is that two firearms? And do I need to report that in a multi-sale? Do the, fi- the serial numbers have to be the same? Can we split those apart? And now, but now all upper receivers will have to be transferred through a, a dealer and not be bought and sent directly to an owner. And now what if you actually own a, an upper, you, we all do. If you have an AR-15 and it's the most popular farm out there, there's millions in circulation. They all have upper receivers. None of the upper receivers are serialized. Is that millions and millions of unlawful guns out there that they're going to start confiscating? 
because they're not serialized. I don't know. But they've opened the door for it. They have created that, that for you. And then the final thing, the second, the final rule requires federally farm licensed dealers to retain key records until they shut down their business or license activity. So that is me. And currently, or in prop fire of this rule, after 20 years, I could start destroying any records that were 20 years or older. So any transfer records that I'd done that were 20 years older, I could destroy those. I'm at 14 years doing this. So I still have six more years to go. And I, but I've been anticipating being able to clean out some boxes and begin to start purging those records. But they're saying, no, now I have to keep them indefinitely. And then if I go out of business or I pass on and the business shuts down, those, those all those records have to be shipped back to the ATF. And so now what they're doing is there is already been in existence that de facto gun registry, which is illegal. And the ATF has admitted that they're keeping this and they're digitizing it. And that is illegal. And that is something that the Congress needs to pursue. And we need to go after the ATF for doing this. But now they're expanding the reach. They're saying now there's no exception to where those records can be destroyed. They have to keep them forever. So one, but one, it's a burden on dealers, but two, they are creating a full-out gun registry, and they're not hiding it, and they're going to do it. And they're why are they doing this? Why are all this? Why is the serialization so important? Why is this so important to them? Because they need to know who owns what guns so they can come and get them. That is all this is about. That is all this is about. They're, they flip out whenever they f- find out that there's a way that people are out there making their own guns and we don't know about it. How can we get them and all that? And this is what all of this is about is how it has nothing to do with gun violence. We know that. How can we confiscate the gun? And the first thing to do to confiscate them is we have to find them. And we can't just go knocking on doors because we know. <laughs> If they start doing that, there's going to be trouble. So first they have to be selective and they have to know who has what. And so they are starting a process where they can start registering all the firearms and putting them in the database and they'll know who has what. Again, completely illegal, completely violates the Constitution. And this regime is tyrannical and we've got to put an end to it. We have to stop these people. We have to continue to fight for our Second Amendment. So do everything you can to, to fight this regime, spread the word, tell people what they're doing, use this podcast again, like I say, but we've got to change it at the, at the ballot box. We have to put pressure on our, on our, our lawmakers. We have to put pressure on at the state level because it is the states where our, our freedoms really reside. And finally, we have to fight, fight, fight. So again, this rule is coming out. They're coming for our guns. This is just a, another step in that process. I appreciate you listening. Share this podcast, rate it, do whatever, but most important, get the word out to other people about what is our government doing, what are they doing, and why are they doing it? Because they want to take away our guns, and they want to be able to completely control us as a population. So that is what this is about, and we know it, and I appreciate it. Not the great news on a great weekend. Hope y'all have a joyous Easter weekend and celebrate it. And but we can die to continue to fight for our rights and fight for and defend the Second Amendment. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend.